KPBS On Demand is supported by the University of San Diego, offering professional and continuing education courses in the areas of business, education, healthcare, and engineering. For enrollment opportunities, visit pce.sandiego.edu. Good morning. I'm Annika Colbert. It's Monday, April 19th. What's behind the rise in unaccompanied migrant children at the U.S.-Mexico border? We'll have more on that next, just after the headlines. Over the weekend, the federal government announced that half of all adults in the U.S. have received at least one COVID-19 vaccine. In San Diego, more than half of the eligible population has received one dose, and at least 33 percent have received two doses. The state's goal is to vaccinate 75 percent of the population to achieve herd immunity. The city of Del Mar has put forward a plan for more affordable housing to be built. According to a state mandate, the city needs to make space for 113 affordable housing units. So far, it plans on building about 51 of them on land by the Del Mar fairgrounds. The only problem there is that the city doesn't own the land, the state does. For now, the city has three years to negotiate an agreement with the fairgrounds board. Rail services from Solana Beach to San Diego were shut down over the weekend and will stay closed through Tuesday morning due to emergency repair work on the Del Mar Bluffs. The bluffs partially collapsed back in February. Additional weekend rail closures are scheduled for this coming weekend and the weekend after that as well. The emergency stabilization work at the bluffs is expected to be completed by this summer. From KPBS, you're listening to San Diego News Now. Stay with me for more of the local news you need. Hi, I'm Bill Hohen. And I'm Ted Hohen. Over the past 50 years, our family has brought many world-class dealerships to Carlsbad, including Mercedes-Benz, Porsche, Audi, Honda, Acura, Jaguar, and Land Rover. That's right. This year, we're celebrating 50 years in Carlsbad. So on behalf of the entire Hohen family, we want to thank San Diego. Throughout the years, We've taken tremendous pride in meeting and even exceeding our customers' automotive needs. We value the relationships with our clients and look forward to serving you for years to come. We invite you to visit one of the Hohen Carlsbad dealerships or hohenmotors.com. As thousands of migrant families attempt to cross into the United States along the U.S.-Mexico border, many are being flown to San Diego and then removed to Mexico, but without any of their belongings. And that may be what's causing a rise in the number of unaccompanied children crossing the U.S.-Mexico border. KPBS's Max Rivlin-Nadler reports from Tijuana. There's a rack of shoes drying in the sun outside of Embajadores de Jesus shelter in Tijuana. The tongues of the shoes are just hanging out because Customs and Border Protection took the laces from them, even from the tiniest of shoes, including those belonging to Claudia Vasquez del Cid and her six-year-old daughter, Kami. They fled rampant crime, domestic abuse, and joblessness in a hurricane-wrecked Honduras. 
They crossed the Rio Grande in Texas earlier this month. She tells me Customs and Border Protection threw away her clothes, their shoelaces, their money. Now she has nothing to feed her daughter. They're throwing us away, she says. They send us to be thrown out. Vasquez del Cid is one of over 3,000 asylum seekers flown from the Texas border to the San Diego-Tijuana border. That's because Mexican states near the Texas border are not accepting returns of Central American migrant families with young children. But Baja California does. 78% of families encountered by San Diego Border Patrol between November and March were expelled to Baja. Each day, around 100 people are flown to San Diego from Texas. Some families are allowed to remain in the United States. Others are driven to the border, handed over to Mexican authorities, and driven to the Embajadores de Jesus shelter, where they're greeted by Pastor Gustavo Banda Aceves, who has operated the shelter for five years. Each day over the past month, 100 migrants have arrived at the shelter. The children are mostly between the ages of two and eight. Muy mal. Algunos de ellos se desmayan en la silla. They arrive in very bad shape, Pastor Gustavo tells me. Some of them faint in their seats on the way to the shelter. All of them come with coughs, with vomiting, with stomach illnesses. After crossing the border, the families are held in dangerously crowded and freezing holding cells, called hileras, where COVID-19 and other illnesses spread quickly. Before January 2019, families were allowed into the U.S. to pursue their asylum claims. Since then, however, a combination of restrictive policies under the Biden and Trump administrations have kept them mostly out, even as conditions worsen in Central America. With the Biden administration no longer removing unaccompanied children, many parents at the border are deciding to send their children ahead, alone, in the hands of smugglers. Pastor Gustavo said this decision has contributed to the record-breaking rise in the amount of unaccompanied children crossing the border. He said it's difficult to understand, but to make sure their kids don't die from gang violence, they have to decide to send them ahead, alone, even if it might mean they never see their children again. Either way, they won't see them again. But in America, they'll be safe. One morning last week, some families lined up for a bus to take them back to Central America. Others headed back to Reynosa to cross the border again in Texas in the hopes they'll be led into the country. Gloria Vasquez del Cid, holding the hand of her young daughter, doesn't know what she'll do. She just says she can't go back to Honduras. In Tijuana, Max Rivlin-Adler, KPBS News. A new engineering report says the Ocean Beach Pier is in such bad shape that it might have to be demolished. KPBS's John Carroll has more. I'm sort of in shock uh, that it's as dire as, as it is. Ocean Beach Main Street Association Executive Director Denny Knox is still coming to terms with the findings of an extensive report on the condition of the famous OB Pier. Even after hundreds of thousands of dollars in repairs since the pier opened in 1966, 
it is in bad shape. The report presents different options from demolishing it to repairing it to building a new pier. Repairing or replacing it would cost upwards of $40 million. But to longtime OB residents like realtor Mike Akey, losing the pier with no replacement is unthinkable. To lose the pier would be a devastation to Ocean Beach, the Point Loma, San Diego as well. The city of San Diego says for now they'll repair it, but the pier's long-term fate is still very much in question. And that was KPBS's John Carroll. Progressive lawmakers in California want to impose a wealth tax on the ultra-rich, but moderate Democrats, not so much. Cap Radio's Scott Rod reports. The legislation would impose an annual 1% tax on wealth, not income, over $50 million, and a 1.5% tax on wealth over $1 billion. Assemblymember Alex Lee of San Jose is the bill's lead author. We have seen that the rich get hideously richer. So we're really asking who can pay their fair share. It would not apply to real estate since California already has a property tax, but the state would calculate a person's wealth based on worldwide assets. That means residents couldn't simply avoid the tax by parking money overseas. Assemblywoman Cotty Petrie Norris is one of several moderate Democrats who say the proposal is unworkable. So there is a narrative that the rich don't pay their fair share of taxes, but in California, largely they do. She notes that nearly half of California's income tax comes from the top 1% of earners. And that was Cap Radio's Scott Rod. And coming up on the podcast, a fact check on just how many migrants at the southern border facilities are testing positive for COVID-19. We'll have that next, just after the break. KPBS On Demand is supported by the University of San Diego, offering professional and continuing education courses in the areas of business, education, healthcare, and engineering. For enrollment opportunities, visit pce.sandiego.edu. The San Diego Convention Center received a large number of unaccompanied migrant children from border facilities in Texas over the past month or so. And as we've reported, dozens of children tested positive for COVID-19 upon arrival. But some Republican lawmakers are claiming that a large percentage of migrants at crowded southern border facilities are testing positive for COVID-19. Cap Radio's PolitiFact California reporter Chris Nichols spoke with anchor Mike Haggerty about that claim and some other claims in this week's Can You Handle the Truth segment. Chris, remind us about what's happening at the southern border. Well, in recent months, there's been a really big wave of migration. Border Patrol agents have recorded more than half a million encounters with migrants since October, and that's nearly three times as many as in the same period a year earlier. So conditions are very crowded at border detention centers. And some Republican members of Congress are claiming that crowding is leading to the rapid spread of COVID-19. Republican Senator James Langford of Oklahoma 
recently visited a border detention center in Donna, Texas, and posted a video on Twitter with some claims. Uh, we have a large percentage of folks here that are COVID positive, uh, but they're not tested here for several days. And uh, so they're literally spreading it all around and then they're released out into HHS custody and into the rest of the country. So is he right about a large percentage testing positive? PolitiFact found there is no definitive answer available since there are different categories of migrants being tested at different times and by varying groups across the border. But back in March, the head of the Federal Emergency Management Agency told lawmakers that the positivity rate for people coming across the border at that time was less than 6%. For some comparison, the average positivity rate in Texas was above 7% at that time. What about testing? Are all migrants tested for COVID-19? Immigration authorities said they are working with state and local authorities and non-governmental groups to make sure that all migrants are tested at some point during their immigration journey. Federal health officials say that the many unaccompanied minors who have arrived are tested every three days. Those who test positive are isolated from the rest. And who's doing the screening and testing? Customs and Border Protection personnel do initial checks for symptoms and they consult with on-site medical staff. People who are presumed to be sick are sent to local health systems for testing, diagnosis, and treatment, according to immigration officials. And then cities, counties, and nonprofits handle the vast majority of the testing and any subsequent isolation. You mentioned nonprofit groups. What do they do? One example is the Jewish Family Service of San Diego. They help asylum seekers reunite with their families in California and around the country. They told PolitiFact that many of these people who have had to remain in Mexico are being tested for COVID-19 in that country, and then they are tested again in the United States and remain in hotel rooms while awaiting results. And finally, Chris, PolitiFact looked into a claim that Vice President and former California Senator Kamala Harris broke protocol recently when she boarded Air Force Two and did not return the salutes from members of the military honor guard. What did you find on that? PolitiFact found that while presidents and vice presidents saluting the military personnel is a familiar sight, it's not part of any official protocol or regulation. Ronald Reagan was the first president to do this, but before then, even military veterans such as Dwight Eisenhower did not do this while president. That was CAP Radio's PolitiFact California reporter Chris Nichols speaking with anchor Mike Haggerty. And that's it for the podcast today. Be sure to catch KPBS Midday Edition at noon on KPBS Radio or check out the Midday Edition podcast. You can also watch KPBS Evening Edition at 5 o'clock on KPBS Television. And as always, you can find more San Diego news online at kpbs.org. I'm Annika Colbert. Thanks for listening and have a great day.
KPBS On Demand is supported by the Museum of Contemporary Art San Diego, offering visitors to the La Jolla campus special exhibitions, collection galleries, coastal vistas, seaside dining, and more. MCASD.org.